Hello and welcome to the Gambler Betting Podcast. I'm Selectabet and I'm joined for a look ahead to the Scottish Football Weekend by Greg Browning. How's it going, Greg? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Um, just getting myself psychologically ready for another international break next week. Mm. <laughs> Let's worry about that when it comes. I know it's kind of looming large for us again, which has been a bit of a nightmare, hasn't it? It's going to be, I think, the third. Is that right, since we started Yeah, October, back? November. Um, September, October, November. Um <sighs> Yeah, Rubbish. I think um, hopefully lessons learned from October and September in terms of just leaving some of the games. Yeah, certainly from a betting point of view, it's not been easy, but also it's just not helped much with uh, getting some momentum going behind the leaks as well. It's kind of you get a couple of weeks on at it, you get into it, and then Absolutely. it just stops. And momentum again, is so. probably the key word. Momentum in football betting is huge. Hmm. If you can get a team in two or three or four weeks worth of runs, then it's great, but we're not getting that. No. We're literally getting two weeks, two and a half weeks, and it stops again. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, we've got that to look forward to next week, but um, plenty for us to get stuck into this week. It's just the two of us this week, no special guest, but we should give a big shout out to last week's guest, who was David McDonald from Pine Bovero, um, and he weighed in with three winners out of his four tips last week, which was great going. He did very well, yes. He, I think he came in the podcast to say that he's the world's worst gambler. Yeah, he says that all the time. I think he's a shark. I think he just yeah, he's definitely had it. Yeah. I think he had Dundee both teams to score, landed. He had a corners bet in the Motherwell Livingston match that landed, yeah. and he also had them filmed to score two goals, and that landed. Yeah. I think the only one that didn't come in was under two point five goals at Dundee United v Ross County, and that yeah. would teach him to never go unders again. Yeah, we did say it at the time, <laughs> but we also, to be fair, we also talked about Ross Stewart and the likes of Shankland and Clark for Dundee United. So yeah. Hindsight's a wonderful thing, isn't it? Indeed. It? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he wasn't the only one. You had over two and a half goals at Dunfermline, which landed, and I also was pleased to see Queen's Park getting a winner at Stranraer as well at 29-20. So for any listeners who tuned in last week, hopefully you got on some of the bets that we suggested. Um, I think you had a few extra winners on your private channel as well. So all in all, it was quite a good weekend on the Scottish football front. And yeah, although we've talked about the momentum maybe being lost in the next week or two, it's certainly good to have Scottish football back from a betting point of view, isn't it? Yeah, it's great. It's obviously only match day four, but I think we're already settling into uh, a bit of form. I think we're starting to suss out which teams to back for goals, who's going to struggle. And I say struggle, I'm pointing all fingers at Patrick Thistle. <laughs> Again. Um, is it what, what, three points from nine so far? Lost a last-minute goal at Cove last weekend. Yeah. Um, not a great start for Ian McCall. I think, I think as I mentioned in match day one, I think the um, the jungle beats will be drumming harder if they lose this weekend. I think they're at home to... Um, Wraith. 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 Is it? No, sorry. Falkirk, sorry. Falkirk. That's a yeah. really tough game. So yeah. obviously the two Ampost favourites meeting at Furhill um, would not be touching that with a barge pole. Yeah, Falkirk are still in my bad book. So um, I may well be a, a Jags fan for the weekend. And what did we say happened last week? Falkirk Redemption. They'll probably win next weekend, as in last weekend. Over 1.5 match goals and they did one 2-0. <laughs> yeah, they were a short price, mind you, and I yeah, just couldn't get one side with them after what they did to me the week before. But hey, <laughs> that's the life of a punter. So as I say, we've got a full card of Scottish football this weekend before the international break. Um, the fixtures were all supposed to be played on Friday in the Premiership to give the national team the best chance 
ahead of their big match against Serbia next week. Um, as it turns out, Celtic Rangers are both in Europa League action on Thursday night, so there's four games being played on Friday evening and then two on Sunday. Um, just before we get into those fixtures, Rangers travel to Portugal to play Benfica in the Europa League, which may be, may be a fairly decent test for Rangers tomorrow night. Yeah, I would say so. It's probably one of their biggest tests I've seen in recent yeah. years anyway. Um, yeah. I think Rangers in Europe away from home have been absolutely fantastic. This season as well, obviously, they're just a winning machine, aren't they? Yeah. They're just controlling matches, not conceding any goals. I, I wouldn't say they're scoring lots of goals, to be fair. They're just no. doing the job and getting stuff done without yeah, any, no. any sweat. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that one pans out. Uh, Benfica had made a really good start to the season, but they lost 3-0 on Monday, and that was a bit of a surprise defeat at Boa Vista. So, uh, yeah, that's when the early kickoffs on Thursday, and at 8pm, Celtic host Sparta Prague, and Celtic start to look a wee bit like them all, their old selves again. Well, yeah, that was a much-needed win on Sunday against yeah. Aberdeen. And I think we said last weekend, I'd fully expect Celtic to progress to the final. And they did do that. Obviously, a fantastic opening 20 minutes. Um, saw them 2 0 up, and that, that was a game over. Dennett McInnes can say all he likes about Aberdeen playing well in the second half, but the damage was done 2 0, and another final for Celtic. Yeah, and in that other semi final, we kind of discussed the fact that it looked like a no bet for us in the Hearts v Hibs games. It turned out the game finished level, Hearts won an extra time, and curiously, both Aberdeen and Hibs play each other on Friday night, and both will be aiming to pick themselves up after the semi final defeats. So, will we start there? Uh, yeah, for let's the start there then. Yeah, yep. so it's the battle for third. Um, second place Hibs, sorry, third place Hibs, place fourth place Aberdeen. Yeah, I was going I think to ask these you. Two out of the two, sorry, out of the two of them, who who do you think's made the better start, or who'll be happier with where they are um, at this stage of the season? Given Aberdeen had a kind of stop start start to the season, if you like, um, whereas Hibs, I think, you know, would be reasonably happy to be sitting in third position at this stage. I think they'll both be delighted to be honest with you. I think Aberdeen after their start, losing to Rangers, the COVID issues they had, they've been, I think they've been really good at this year, Aberdeen, really good. And to be sitting on 23 points in fourth place with a game in hand, they can go up to 26 points, mm. two points ahead of Hibs if they win that game in hand. Yeah. And as for Hibs, again, I don't think they've been firing in all cylinders this season, Hibs. But if you think about where they finished last season, they technically finished bottom six, courtesy of St Johnston moving up to top six as usual. <laughs> <laughs> um, so for them to move up to, obviously, third and have 24 points, after, what, 13 matches? It's fantastic. So Jack Ross will be absolutely delighted. I can't separate these two on Friday night. And I wouldn't even look to try and pick a winner. There's probably value, you could you could say, with Hibs at 13-5. to um, Obviously, Kevin Nisbet has some of cracking season so far, um, aided by Christian Dodge. But I think at the moment, Aberdeen have got a really strong squad this season, Aberdeen. They are in great form. They obviously... Ran Celtic close in the second half on Sunday, but I, I just think this game is so difficult to call, and I wouldn't even try and pick a winner here. And in terms of a betting angle as well, really difficult to look at one. Yeah, I'm slightly more leaning towards Aberdeen than Hibs, to be honest. I think Aberdeen have been impressive. I think Cosgrove and Maine back in the ranks now as well, not quite um, back up to speed, I don't think, but I think they've got something to offer Aberdeen that they've 
probably been missing and they've managed well to cope without um, them so far this season. So, yeah, Aberdeen probably too short to take on, to be honest, at 21-20, but if you were to really push me then, I would probably side with an Aberdeen win in this one, but I think, for me, it's a no bet. Yeah, no bet, and I'll go for the draw. <laughs> OK. Uh, Friday night also takes us to Ross County where Livingston are the visitors and anyone who listens to the podcast will know that you try to take on Livingston away from home every opportunity, I think. Well, yeah, we so we laid them last weekend at home to Motherwell. Yeah. I thought, in, in hindsight, Motherwell were 13-5. to Huge price. It's a massive price and I'm a bit annoyed actually I went out and backed them double chance and to score mm. at 4-5. to But yeah, that's Livingston losing another home game terms of their away form, we'll, we'll get to that in a minute. But this is a match between two really struggling sides. I think Ross County, if it hadn't been for seven points in their opening three matches, they've been in a lot of trouble right now. They've only won once in their last ten. And Who's that, that, was that against? Um, I don't know, actually. <laughs> <laughs> it was a fortuitous 1-0 victory in Perth. And, and to be fair, I'm not just saying this, it was a game you should never have won in a million years. And I say that without my blue tinted St. Johnson glasses on. It feels like but, you see it every week. <laughs> one of them in ten. Um, the, the last five games is lost, lost, drawn, lost, lost. That draw, though, was at home to Hibs, a nil-nil draw. Um, they lost last weekend again at Dundee United, um, 2-1. And I think that was only the second time they've scored a goal, actually, in the last eight games. I think you would dig a bit deeper, though. Looking at their home form, they have scored goals against Motherwell. They beat them 1-0 at home. They scored two against Kilmarnock and they scored against Dundee United. So I think at home, they're probably going to have a closer test against the teams in the bottom six. And I think Livingston are probably the, the absolute perfect game for them, I think, in Friday night. Now, Livy's away form. Are you ready? Go on. Three wins in their last 40 away matches in the Premiership. It's dire, absolutely dire. Yeah. Um, one of those ones actually came this season when they beat Dungeon United. Um, I think it was two one it finished. Mm-hmm. Um, so three three wins in forty. They've not won their last three. I think this game is perfectly suited for Ross County. And I speak a lot about Ross County creating chances. And I say that it's because I watch them every week, and they do create a lot of chances. I'm still to see a side as unlucky as them in terms of goal line clearances. I know I said this last week, but they do miss a lot of chances. But the great thing for them is they're creating chances. Mm. So they're 2-1 to one to win this match. And I did look at that. But I think, again, there's probably a nice angle here on Ross County not to lose. And I don't think they will. And Ross County to score. I think their luck's going to change on Friday night. And they'll at least get on the score sheet. And if they can get on the score sheet, I can't see Livy scoring two goals. So the betting angle for me here is Ross County to score. And Ross County double chance. And that pays five to six, which I think is a cracking bet. And that will be this weekend's nap. And that's five to six with um, Labrooks. With Labrooks? No, sorry. Sorry, bet three, six, five, sorry. Yeah, I was going to ask if I was on a bet builder that one. You can get it on a bet builder as well, sorry, with Labrooks at a slightly bigger price. I think it's 1.85 on the the decimal. Okay. Thanks to Tim for that. Yep. Okay. Um, I don't have a particular view on this one. I think yeah, Ross County at home, two to one looks on the big side, but I think I'd be much happier taking your five to six, which covers a draw, um, and also getting a goal from Ross County. So, yep, 
happy with that one. Um, next up, we're going to have a look at Kilmarnock's visit to St. Johnson. Um, quite surprised to see Kelly as big as 5-2 here. Now, I know they've lost six games this season, but two of those have been against Rangers, two against Hibs, one via Aberdeen. All teams above them in the league, um, and the only team kind of in and around or below them that's beaten them this season are St. Johnson. Um, and I think Kelly are just a better team than their position suggests at the moment. I know they're sixth in the table, but they've kind of struggled to kind of break away from that group underneath them. Um, and fifth, uh, sorry, five to two just looks looks some value for me. Although yeah, you, must may, admit, you may I think, disagree. Um, no, I don't actually. I think when I looked at the prices in this match, Kilmarnock at five to two, I did think looked a bit on the big side. Um, I think we should probably be a little bit bigger than 11 to 10, I must admit. Um, we have in decent form. We've won two League Cup games. We obviously hammered um, Hamilton and we got a 0-0 draw against Dungeon United last time out and a game again which we should have won. Um, I think Kilmarnock at 5-2, as big as I said before, I, I'm not sure in this game. I, I think it's very tight to call, very tough to call. Um, on the win draw, win market, it's probably best left alone in my view mm-hmm. I think we've actually played pretty well in a lot of games this season and you talk about Kilmarnock um, not having the points that they probably should have St Johnson are, are exactly the same boat and I know you may think oh, I'm a Saints fan I'll say that but I say this without any biasness at all I think we should probably be in more points than we're on I think at the moment and I think this game is probably very evenly balanced what I do like the look of though I'm very keen to see the card and corner markets we rack up a fair amount of corners. Interesting that Kelly are actually even money plus two corners in this game, which I thought was interesting. Right. Um, nice. And Kelly have a couple of hammer throwers in the middle of the park in <laughs> uh, Power and Dicker. Yeah, always good for a card. I think too. hammer throws is probably a bit tough. They're two good players, actually, but they do like a card. They do and like we've got card. plenty of boys on our team that like a card as well. So if we can get a play in over 3.5 cards here in this match, no markets available yet, but if we do... Um, that's something I'll share in the channel. Okay, so subscribers to your channel will get any bets on that one if you come up with anything. Um, I've not decided yet if I'm going to stick my neck on the line and go with the 5 to 2 Kelly or go with the 11 to 8 Toronto bet, which gets me my money back if it finishes even. Uh, possibly not going to be many goals in this one, so it might just take one goal to win it. Um, I'll make a decision before the end of the podcast. <laughs> well, bearing in mind, we've lost a lot of games this season, 1-0. Yeah, so there you go. There's your correct score. Okay. Uh, and the last game on Friday is St Mirren v Dundee United. And yeah, again, bet 3-6-5 and most of the other bookies don't even have prices up for this one yet. Well, I thought St Mirren folded, actually. It's been, <laughs> it's long been so long. Since you last played a match. <laughs> so I think by my calculations, it's 25 days since their last game. And it's over a month since their last league game. In fact, the last league game was at the start of October, and that was a 2 1 defeat up at Aberdeen. Yeah, I think the last live stream was in black and white, is that right? <laughs> so, oh, this game's just a disaster, I think, in terms of trying to suss out an angle here. Mm. Um, given the fact that Murn haven't played for such a long time, um, it's, there's so much of an unknown to this. Yeah. I still think question marks with Dungeon United. They did get another victory last week after a poor run. But I'm still not convinced by them um, at the moment. They do have a lot of attacking players. Well, it's interesting because I've seen a couple of comments from Mickey Mellon after the game and he was saying that I think he was alluding to the fact that maybe the expectations are a bit high on the United. They did 
particularly well in the championship for a long part of the championship last season. But I think he said something along the lines of the fact that they're new to this level. I think he said there's up to 17 players in his squad that were playing championship football for the last two, three seasons. And I think you do lose sight of that. You always, I think because the Day Night are such a big club in terms of Scottish football, you just expect them to come straight in and be competitive. So for them to be fifth in the table, taking 16 points from their first 13 games, I think, I think they've got to be happy with that. Absolutely delighted with that, of course. And I don't think they've played that well, to be honest with you. They started the season well, but I think in recent weeks anyway, they've been pretty poor. I think obviously it was a massive win last weekend to beat Ross County and yeah. to kind of get a win back on the board. Yeah, I think um, the context of the season, that's a big win for them. You know, to, yeah. you know, you'd think certainly two bottom six sides and the more of those games that they can win, the better. No, definitely. This is obviously another match in which they'll fancy their chances here, um, especially after winning last weekend. I just think there's too many unknowns about this match. Yeah. We've got no idea what, what shapes that they're going to be in. I think most players are back training again, which is good for them. Um, no scoring would surprise me here. Um, Sitman don't lose many games at home by many many goals. I, I don't think this will be a high-scoring match. Famous uh, last words. <laughs> but for me, it's quite easily left alone this match. Another no bet that one. And actually, before we, we had a look at the whole Scottish card, and it was just looked, I know this sounds like a cop out, but it did just look like one of those weeks where it was really, really hard to find some bets, wasn't it? You and I spoke, I think, on Sunday. Or was it yeah. Monday? Sunday night. We both agreed yeah. it yeah. was fucking terrible. <laughs> the, week, the weekend card it was really tough, and that's that may, not changed. That may well have been the exact words that we used. <laughs> um, okay, so that's Friday night covered. On Sunday, we have. Rangers at home to Hamilton and Motherwell at home to Celtic. Obviously, both Celtic and Rangers in action in Europe on Thursday night. And, uh, yeah, we'll start off with Motherwell v Celtic. Yes, it's been a cracking month or so for Motherwell. I think now they've beaten Aberdeen, they've beaten St Johnston, they've hammered, who did they hammer last week? Ross County. Yeah. And they've then gone to Livingston and won 2-0. Well, you say that's a cracking month. Since the 27th of September, Motherwell have played twice. By the time they play on Sunday, Celtic will have played eight times. That's the difference, isn't it? That's the difference. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, but certainly Motherwell, the reformed team in the league outside Celtic and Rangers at the moment, yep. uh, four wins in their last six games and the two defeats that they suffered were both to Celtic and Rangers. So they're certainly playing like the best of the rest at the moment. No, absolutely. And I think for Celtic, though, this is probably the first time um, they're under real pressure now. Nine points behind. I know they've got games in hand, but they cannot afford any slip-ups here, Celtic. Yeah. And they've obviously got a European game on Thursday, which never helps. Yeah. So I think for me, obviously I've been quite keen on Motherwell Corners this season. And I think betting on Motherwell this season overall has been pretty fruitful so far. Mm-hmm. They delivered for us last week. Now, I think we backed Motherwell to get four or more corners at home to Rangers when they go beat 5-1. I think they hit seven in the end. Be really keen to see what sort of markets we're getting here on Motherwell to hit four or more. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping it is four or more in terms of getting that around the evens price. Yeah. Um, it should be, given the fact they're seven to one. Um, so hopefully we can get at least four to five, five to six minimum on Motherwell to hit four corners. If that's the case, then I'll definitely be on that on Sunday. Okay, so that'll be one just to keep an eye out um, on the bookies pricing up the corners market. See how that goes. When will that be? Usually maybe Friday, Saturday? 
Well, yeah, I think games on Sunday might just be waiting until the Celtic games finished, um, and the Rangers games finished on Thursday night to place these games up. So, I just expect Friday lunchtime at the very latest. Okay, keep an eye out for that. And the last but not least is Rangers at home to Hamilton in the Premiership, and Rangers juggernaut just keeps rolling on really um, last week I think we flagged up them to win to nil which they did a 1-0 win at Rugby Park tricky to Portugal might see some changes on Sunday but um, they are 1-9 to nine to win on Sunday at home to Hamilton but again I just want to flag up the fact that they are 4-5 to five to win to nil and they have kept how many clean sheets? Is that now? 11 and 13 yeah so they aim for their 12th out of 14 <coughs> games which yeah. must be a Scottish Premiership record. Plus, a and I don't think as well. I don't think they've ever looked in any danger in their games as well. Mm. I can't remember Alan McGregor making many saves um, over the last month or so. Um, this game here should just be a case of how many goals the Rangers win by. Now, I think we spoke earlier on about they haven't been blowing away teams Rangers this season in the league at home, but they've been dominant. They've been winning games kind of two 0 three 0 I think. Given the way Hamilton play, Hamilton do concede a lot of goals. They concede a lot of corners. Um, I could see this game finishing 3 or 4 nil, which is a, probably a notch up on normal games for Rangers at home, and it's usually 2 or 3 nil. Yeah, but yeah, I, I think this should be a really comfortable win. Even despite Rangers playing away in Portugal on Thursday, looking at that Rangers bench, I'd expect Stephen Gerrard to probably make some changes here. Yeah, But it doesn't really matter who he brings in. They've got... They've got real strength and depth in that in that squad and they should cruise this match on Sunday. Yeah, it's interesting for all the clean sheets that they've had. They've only scored two or more um, in four out of the 13 league matches. So, as you say, they've not really been blowing teams away. Um, I just can't. I know we hate the win to nil market. <laughs> um, Do you know what? I'll, I'll actually back you up here. Well, I to be fair, see, to be fair, I can't see Hamilton getting a goal here. Um, it's going to be one-way traffic, I'd imagine. Um, I think four to five actually looks really good. I won't be it, but I think no. it looks a decent bet. Yeah, I agree. Okay, that's the Premiership covered. We have a full card and more or less a full card in the Championship on Saturday, um, as well as League One and League Two. There's a game on Friday night where Dundee travel to Halloa. Any thoughts on that one? Um, Halloa's always a tough place to go mm-hmm. on, on the plastic pitch. Uh, obviously, Dunfermline went there and won 4-1 two weeks ago. Dundee battered by Hearts. A disappointing one-all draw at home to Wraith Rovers. Yep. And I say disappointing, not to disrespect Wraith Rovers, because they've had a great start to the season, but if Dundee have any aspirations of even getting close to Hearts, that's the sort of games at home they have to be winning. Yeah. So a 1-0 draw is not being enough for Dundee. Um, and I certainly wouldn't be backing them on Friday night, I think at the moment. Is it 9-10? Uh, yeah, 10 to 11. 10 to 11. I, I do think Dundee will win, but I would not be putting money on it. Um, it's a tr- tricky place to go, and I think the jury's still out in Dundee this season so far. Yeah, I'd like to see a wee bit more form under their belt before getting involved at those kind of prices, yeah. I think. Okay, elsewhere in the Championship, you are keen to have a look at Dunfermline's trip to air on Saturday. All aboard the Dunfermline Gold Train. <laughs> so, we obviously tipped Dunfermline last weekend, um, the match number 2.5 goals. Not just because they're scoring lots of goals, but I think as we mentioned last week, they do concede quite a lot of goals. And that was the case last weekend. Um, they ended up kind of huffing and puffing to, to a 3-2 win. 
um, against Queen of the South last weekend. And obviously they're sitting top of the league. They've won all six games this season so far in yeah. Cup and League. In the league, they've won 3-1 at Inverness, 4-1 at Alloa. And last weekend, they scored another three goals at home to Queen of the South on a 3-2 win. So 10 goals scored, four conceded. And they've travelled to Ayr on Saturday. And they must be fuming what happened last weekend. 2-0 up, absolutely cruising. Arm your head gets sent off and Morton scored three goals in the last seven minutes to win 3-2. Madness. So a real blow for for Ayr. Great result for Morton, but I think that red card has totally changed the dynamics of the match. And if he doesn't get sent off, I don't think Morton get anything from that game at all. So I think for me, Ayr have recruited well in the the summertime. I think they've got lots of attacking options too. Dunfermline conceding goals. I think Ayr have seen both teams to score so far in their three games this season. And Dunfermline have also seen both teams to score in their three games. This to me looks like an ideal candidate again for both teams to score. Um, I'd be stunned if Dunfermline didn't score here. But I fully expect with Ayr at home and their attacking options they should get in the score sheet as well. And if that's the case, I think over 2.5 goals here looks a really good shout at 4-5. And yeah. that's for William Hill. In fact, there's quite a few because offering 4-5 in this one. Yeah, sounds fair enough to me. Um, elsewhere in the Championship, we've got Hearts at home to Inverness. Hearts relatively short at 2-5. to five. Fairly impressive at the weekend against Hibs and there's no doubt they are a Premiership team in the Championship. No, absolutely. I think two to five is not a bad, a bad shout, actually. I think that'll be in a lot of lines this weekend. They obviously, they've already beaten Inverness at home in the Cup 1-0. I think after a few games now, I think that 1-0 could probably go to 2 or 3-0 for this match. Mm-hmm. Well, just looking at that, Hearts and over one and a half goals gets you 46, which is a, a bit of an improvement on the 2-5 to five, if anyone fancies a goal in that one. Or you can just back Craig Whiten to score. <laughs> you couldn't score in every game this season. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, Championship. Not a lot that we fancy in the Championship. Uh, probably match the day is Partick v Falkirk. In League One, you mean? Sorry. Sorry, yes, League One. I apologise. Two, two teams that should be in the Championship. Um, um, yeah. Yeah, it's not a game I want to be calling. I think Falkirk have obviously started a lot better than Thistle have. I think there's a lot of p- pressure here on Thistle. I think if they were to lose this match on Saturday and only collect three points from the opening 12 in League One, I think there's going to be a lot of people calling for McCall's head. Yeah, um, they can't afford to lose this game. They really need to get a win on board. Cove are flying at the moment. Um, and if they lose this match, they'll end up going six or seven or eight points behind already. And it's a short enough season as it is. Yeah, Patrick Thistle being in League One for another season is completely unacceptable. Uh, the fact they're still in League One now is a, a, a disgrace, really. They should be cruising this league um, along with Falkirk, really. But so far, they're really toiling. Yep. Um, so you mentioned Cove. Cove are at home to Forfar, and Cove are the shortest two to nine. And right. I, th- I think so they're, they're one to five, right? They're one to five. One to five, yeah. And I think you said to me, they, were, they weren't even one to five in League Two. <laughs> no, I don't think they were. Uh, so, yeah. I think it, that's... I don't think Cove should be one to five for this match. Um, to be fair, I don't think any club should be one to five in this league. I think it's going to probably be the most competitive league in Scotland. Mm-hmm. Really difficult to call. I think obviously we're expecting Cove to win given the start they've had. Um, 
old podcast favourite, Rory McAllister, came off the bench, I think, at the weekend. I don't think he started, actually. He might have done. I'm not sure. But he scored, obviously, in the 94th minute. So Still they've got strong. attacking options in Mitch yep. Megason and, obviously, Rory McAllister. Yep. So at 1-5, to five, what price are uh, Forfer? Forfer are 9-1. to 9-1. to one. There could be a play here on Forfer to score, um, given that price. You might get a decent price, actually, on Forfer to score a goal here. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I don't think there's many betting options here uh, back in Cove. I think one to five is a disgraceful place to be honest with you. Yeah, agreed. Before we leave what uh, League One, do you want to touch on Clyde last week who let us down? Um I must admit it was very surprising. And I don't I think anyone following Scottish football would have been surprised last week by that result. I think given the way Peter the Header started the league season, beaten two 0 by Airdrie, beaten two 0 by um Cove. And they've then gone to Clyde, who previously had beaten Partick Thistle 1-0 at home, mm-hmm. has strengthened, looked in good shape, and they've come down here, and they've comfortably won 2-0. Uh, so I was actually delighted to see Clyde get beat again last night. Back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. They're probably going one at the weekend at Airdrie. Um, yeah, so they? I think for me at the moment, Clyde are off the, they're on the, the bad books list. Yeah, until... Till they get a bit of we'll be touching again. them again, especially after, after losing last night again. Yeah. Okay, so we'll dip into League Two before we wrap up. And match of the day there is probably Queen's Park visit to Elgin. Yeah, so I think match of the day definitely. You had a great shout last weekend at Queen's Park at Stranraer. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think we could fathom out why Queen's Park was so big last week. Yeah. yeah. Especially when they went off so short. Uh, still on Albion who I think are a better team than Stranraer so I think at the moment it's been a bit of money coming for Queen's Park so far this week Um, best price 13 to 10 I think yep bet 365 13 to 10 am I right in saying that Elgin lost last week Uh, yes they lost to Edinburgh City didn't they yeah so someone actually contacted me on Twitter this week privately just to say that he also believes that Queen's Park are probably overpriced for this game and that Elgin are possibly in a false position. Um, I think, as we always mention in the podcast, Gab Place has done a great job at Elgin, and they should be playoff candidates. I just think that possibly Queen's Park might have too much quality for this game. And I think 13-10, to 10, we probably won't get them at 13-10 to 10 often this season, and it may be worth the risk taking them to win this match. I guess yeah. I'd be keen to see team lineups, but by that that's, point, though... That's what I was going to say, yeah. I was quite keen to see a line-up on Saturday before um, before I place my bet because I think Simon Murray, um, former Dundee United player, who I think is probably too too good for that level to be honest. But he's, yeah, course, I yeah. think he's been injured so far this season, so he's not he's not started yet. Um, so it'll be quite interesting. I think if if he starts, I think maybe had another one or two injuries. Queens Park um, slightly below their full strength at the moment, so. Maybe have a wee eye on the lineups, as you say, before the game kicks off, before taking. And I think, especially with Elgin losing last weekend at Edinburgh City, Edinburgh City haven't started the season that well either. So it p- puts probably more of an onus on or a bigger case to back Queen's Park here. Um, it's one of those ones where you'll be sitting here at quarter to five on Saturday going, oh, yeah, God, 2-0 Queen's Park. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, it's not. I know I backed him last week at Stranraer, but that was as much to do with Stranraer as it was Queen's Park. Um, and it's probably a game I won't have a bet in. Yeah, I'm undecided yet. 
I'll do a bit more digging and chatting to people to get to get a view, but if I do put something on it, it'll probably be at two o'clock on Saturday. Yeah. Okay, I've got one more bet that I want to talk about in League Two, but before we do, just a mention for Breakin. We <laughs> we talked about Breakin last week. We said uh, had it not been for the fact that Mark Wilson had been relieved of his duties, then we'd probably get stuck into Albion Rovers. <laughs> and we were right because Breakin turned him over. You see, it happens so many times. It happens time and time and time again. Probably everywhere, but definitely in Scotland, we see this happen. A really struggling team, they sack the manager and they get an immediate positive result with a caretaker in charge. Yeah. I'm not even sure who was in charge, actually, last weekend. Uh, one of the players, I think, has been put in temporary charge. can't quite remember who it is. I've not um, even heard, actually, yet if they've actually brought somebody else in. Um, I don't, don't think so. Uh, could be wrong, but they won... They won 2-0 anyway. And um yeah, so they host Stirling Albion this weekend and they're four to one. I mean I wouldn't be getting involved at all, but um Stirling Albion are eight to fifteen. I certainly would not be back in Stirling Albion at eight to fifteen. Absolutely not. So yeah, best of best of luck to Breakin at the weekend. Uh, so the last one I want to touch on again, as I said, I touched I was keeping back. Queen's Park last week, partly due to Queen's Park, partly due to Stranra. And I'm keen to go against Stranra again. Cowdenbeath are the visitors on Saturday. Cowdenbeath currently 21 to 10. And I'll just reiterate some of the stats from last week. Stranra without a win um, in 2020. That's 14 matches. The only game that they've actually won is against Annan, which is in, was in penalties in the Cup. The last week, last league win is now over a year ago. Um, it was a 3 0 win over Clyde back in November. 2019. Count Beath go there, they were fourth last season, they've had a fairly decent start to the season um, I think they had a 1-0 defeat to Hearts in the Cup which yep. is not, not to be sniffed at um, they also lost to, sorry they drew with Inverness and eventually lost in penalties I just think Count Beath, fairly decent outfit 21-10 looks a bit of value for a team that competed well last season, Count Beath yeah, can I ask a question? Did, did you have an ex-girlfriend from Sunrar? I've never had an ex-girlfriend. Boarding on a, an anti-Sunrar campaign, this. <laughs> no, well, do you know what? It's kind of like your Livingston campaign where you've kind of identified <laughs> I'm how reason. bad they are away from home. Um, Sunrar just, or maybe a team that's going under the radar, actually, you know, they went down last season and we often see teams who go down struggle in the league below them as well. Yep. No, I can't disagree with that. I think it was a good shout. They've started the season pretty well, but I think that's driven also by the fact that Stranraer's performances over the last 12 months and their stats over the last 12 months are, how should we put it, brutal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, Count Beath are 21-10 to win, but I quite like the look of the 64 on the draw and all bet market, which gets your money back if the game finishes level. So, again, it might be one of those where I'm sitting five o'clock on Saturday cursing that I wasn't a wee bit braver <laughs> and then taking them 64 still good though isn't it 64 still very decent I think yeah so I'll have some of that okay can you just give us a recap on your best bets for the weekend then um, a lot of no bets um, yes. this week's best bet will be Ross County at home to Livingston and yep. I'm taking Ross County to score and double chance and that pays five to six with bet 365 on the bet builder and that's this weekend's nap um, also taking Ayr versus Dunfermline over 2.5 goals and that's 4-5 to five with most bookies and I will also be keen to see 
what price Motherwell are for four or more corners at home to Celtic on Sunday. And in terms of the St Johnston Kilmarnock game, I'll be looking at cards and corners and we'll put that on the channel once those markets are available. Okay, on that St John's v Kilmarnock game, I'm going to take Kilmarnock in the draw no bet market at 11-8. And I am also going to take Cowden Beath on the draw no bet market when they visit Stranraer on Saturday, and that is 64. And I will take enormous credit if both teams actually win in the night <laughs> uh, as well and claim 5-2 Kilmarnock in the 21-10 at Cowden Beath. So we'll see how that goes. And that's us for this edition of the podcast. Thanks very much for listening. Don't forget you can follow Greg on Twitter at Browning84Greg. And of course, as always, if you want some more tips from Greg into your, sorry, direct to your phone, then make sure you join Greg's Telegram channel where he posts daily tips. Just visit gambler.co.uk for all the details on how to sign up there. Best of luck with your bets this weekend, Greg, and uh, best of luck to all our listeners. Yeah, thank you. Good luck. <laughs>